it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Just in case I don't come online tonight, let me cuss you out for the last time, dickhead. Oi, gonna fling some straws very fast, cause waste man. You're, I have to think about that. Just in case, just in case. You know that song by Jaheem? Such a tune. Just baby, now I'm making love. Almost anywhere. I've not taken you. Almost everywhere. Um, that sounded more like Barry White. But, you know, if you don't know Jaheem, get to know. That is such a banger. I think, do they still play it in clubs? Because I don't really go to clubs much anymore yeah i miss the days of hot walk but you know we move and even in hot walk they're not playing jaheem so <laughs> anyway 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 it is me Kalechi. welcome welcome to another episode of sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mom Oof, yeah and obviously I'm happy to be here like you know the past few weeks have just been lit they've been live I've just I've just been doing what I need to do you know facing my front getting my work done there's been a lot of work that I've needed to do apart from like podcast bits as well um as you're listening to this the tickets for the live show on Sunday 8th of December, the Say Your Mind live show, the tickets are now up for sale. They're now for sale and they're on um, the Eventbrite website and I would have put a link with this episode. So you better hurry up and go and get your tickets. Do not message me if you miss it and it's sold out. That is your personal problem. Nothing to do with me. Um, this year, I've kind of stripped like stripped it back in terms of audience um and guests and things like that so I'm still using the venue that I used last year for the goodbye show and look here we are we're back again anyway um so I'm using that same venue that I used last year because they were actually really really cool to work with and some of these other venues that I was considering I don't know I just feel like they move a bit mad there was this arch place this archway a venue that was suggested to me in East London and I called and I was like okay um I need this venue for this number of people you know I was trying to up the numbers this year because I know that my following has significantly grown and there are way more listeners now than you know than last year so I was trying to get a much bigger venue and the guy was talking about oh you know you have to come in and for us to have conversation I don't know what accent that is. Do not fucking ask me. But, um, you know, he was like, oh, you have to come in for us to have conversation. My G, I don't have time to be wandering the streets of London. Let me know how much it is so I can see if it's in my budget. No, no. He wanted me to come in to have a conversation. So initially, you know, like when you're on the phone and people are moving mad, you don't have time to really process the madness. So you're just like, oh, um, okay, fine. I'll see you tomorrow at such and such time. And then when I thought about it, I was like, actually, I'm not going anywhere because why can't you just tell me what the price is 
on the phone. Tell me your price, I tell you my price. But um, he couldn't, so I just didn't bother. So I just thought it would be best to use the venue that I used last year. Um, it's the capacity isn't like massive, but it will be cute. And actually it will serve very, very well. The twist that I'm now adding to the live show, like this is called say your mind, like this motherfucking podcast is called say your mind. And I want that to be evident when we do these live shows and I just want it to be a mood and a vibe. So actually, um, what I have planned will be really, really cool. So I'm not telling you now because I don't want you to prepare and to be doing bits. I just want you to to show up and get into the get into the groove. And you gotta prove your love to me. Um yeah, song break. Uh yeah, so um yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm really, really looking forward to the live show. So that's Sunday, 8th of December. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. The show starts promptly at 7 p.m. Those of you who are chronically late to everything, this is not the time to be late because um, no one has your time. Um, and also, if you're chronically kind of on always on the back foot for getting purchasing things and doing what you need to do, understand that when those tickets um, are sold out they're sold out I don't want to hear any any stories um, but I think it'll be a mood I'd love for you all to join me in the Nam Pek Nam because that's very much my vibe and why not have the live show there again so tickets are 20 pounds 22 pounds 22 yeah 22 pounds 22 pence are the ticket prices because you know I love my two two twos um, and yeah it'll just be a sick 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 event and it'll be a great start to like the whole Christmas you know, the heavy Christmas period. So yeah, 8th of December, 6.30 p.m. doors open. Show starts promptly at 7 p.m. And I look forward to seeing all of you there. Go and get your tickets on Eventbrite. Link has been added. So that's that. Um, In terms of podcasts and live shows and them man there, I did a panel discussion at Acast last week. And that was really cool as part of the A-Class Black, um, just helping... Um, black people um, who are looking to get into podcasting giving them tips and it was like an evening of tips networking and workshops for them to ask whatever they wanted to ask and get you know advice on how to start their own podcast and things like that and it was actually great to be on the panel big up yourself Clarissa for bringing me in on the ting and being a chairing the panel so beautifully um, it was it was really really cool um, and it was great for me to kind of re- relive or kind of yeah, just go back and think about how I actually got here and and why I started this podcast and why this podcast matters so much to me. Um, It was great. It was great. I really, really enjoyed it. So that's that for the things that I've been up to. You now know that the tickets are live. Go and do what you need to do. Baby boys, baby girls, baby non-binaries, do not waste your time. Baby people, go and do the things. So let's get into the tarot then, right? The tarot for this week is very, very interesting. A lot of you have come to the end, although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let you go. Sorry, another song break. (laughs) 
no you've come to the end you've come to the end of a cycle in your life and remember that we're in Scorpio season we're in Scorpio season which I mentioned is about death and rebirth and you've come to the end of a cycle in your life and it's a great thing because it's the the card that came up first is the world card which is a major arcana and it came out upright so this is great the angels are so proud of you and I think that it's always interesting that this card comes up around the time that I'm talking about a live show or I'm doing a live show um it's a graduation you've leveled up you've leveled up in an aspect of your life or maybe many aspects of your life and this is um no longer a create you're not it's not a, a time for you to be you know creating and and waiting anymore or or harnessing this thing inside so the reason i say that is because the empress card comes out in reverse so that's another major arcana so you've got the 21st card of the deck which is actually you know the final card of the deck the world card and you've got the empress card which is number three so the what that says to me is that there's been a process of um of you know creating life or creating a project that's now come to an end you've birthed the project and now you are ready for the next stage in your life like you it's, it's time for you to do what you need to do so for me when I think about that in a literal sense for me because you um those who know about my pregnancy announcement I recreated the um empress card with Linda Blacker as the photographer we recreated the empress card and the empress card is very much about fertility about motherhood about just that that rich um, energy of creation like Venus you know that the the embodiment of Venus of Oshun like that's that's what we see in this card and I guess what we're being told there and it's funny because it's two women cards like I see the image on the world um, in the world um, card as a woman as well so you finished you've ended a cycle uh, and you've done really really well and you're about to enter into the next cycle of your life and this is when ideas are going to come to you because the next card that came up is the Ace of Swords. And the Ace of Swords is a very phallic, I, you know, very phallic, phallic, ugh, a very phallic image because we've got the sword just piercing through the crown and we see crowns and wreaths as the theme all throughout this, which tells me that you're a bad bee, you know, you're a baddie, you, you're a king, you're a queen, you're someone regal you're someone regal, you've, you've leveled up in a major way, this isn't no, like, little boy, little girl thing, like, you've leveled up in a major way, and you're now being, you're showing up in the world, as I've mentioned previously, it seems to be the theme of this season, you, you're showing up in the world as who you were born to be, it's going to take a while, obviously, for you to grow into that aspect, but you're getting there, and this is when ideas are going to come to you, the ideas that will really take you onto the next you know, this next stage that you're entering is going to really help you propel through this next stage and, um, and just, yeah, and just generally be badass. You don't have to worry about money. I think some of you are worried about finances, like how are we going to make it through this next stage? Because, you know, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being called to do something else, um, but I'm worried about finances. The reason I say that is because the four of coins, the four of pentacles came out in reverse. So you had the ace of swords that's telling us that you've got all of these ideas and you know that it's now time for you to move into the next stage of your life. But you've also got the four of coins in reverse, which is saying, you know, that it's time to move, but you're like, oh, but what will happen to my money? You, I think you've got to accept that there's going to be in any transition period, there's usually a dip 
it's fine. That dip is scary because you're like, oh my God, what if like I'm, I end up being broke? You won't. And I can use the studio as a testament to that. When we first opened the studio, I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, what if nobody comes? You know, oh my God, you know, you, you spent so much money. We spent so much money, like getting everything set up buying these expensive poles, buying these expensive mirrors, floors, all of these things, like, people don't consider that, when they see all the things that I'm doing, and they see kind of a representation of an aspect of my life on social media, I think that they perceive it to be like, wow, you know, that looks so easy, I'm going to go and set up my own studio, I pray that God blesses you, and you're able to, but let me tell you that it's fucking hard work, and if you don't know that it's hard work before you go into it, you're going to be surprised, your eyes will see your ears, so just be prepared, but you know, there was that time when I was, I had, we'd spent more money than like, than was being made. And it's so scary. You're like, oh, what if it doesn't pick up? And then now, you know, I'm out here and I'm making a profit. It took time. It took a while, but it happened because I was diligent, but I, was very aware that that next stage of my life had to happen. And through that next stage in your life, yeah, you will get that um, moment where you are scared um, about finances, but God wouldn't have led you this far to take you for idiot. God wouldn't have led you this far to take you for a dickhead. Imagine God, this supreme being, like this, 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 this raw, the rawest source of love, telling you that this is what you now need to do for the next stage of your evolution and then going haha but you're going to be broke bitch it doesn't work like that like god has taken you this far and it's expecting you to just be like you know what everything will be calm because there's nothing energetically here that's saying that it won't be calm and then the last card that came out which is interesting because we had um th- um the w- world at the beginning of the um, tarot cards that came out and then the fourth card that came out was the two of wands and the two of wands I guess is a reassurance from God to be um, because the image and the two of wands they've got the world in the in their right hand and they're holding one wand and the other wand is on the on the side and they're looking out to the sea so we know that this is a nobleman or someone who's incredibly well off because we see the pastures around them green we see mountains which means that and they're higher than the mountains when you look at the imagery so they've surpassed so much and um, it just speaks to the status that they have in life I think that's just the reassurance really coming from God to be like don't worry do not worry like this is your this is exactly where you're meant to be and um, you have the world in the palm of your hand like the world is your oyster you're going to achieve great things so don't be scared about that dip in finances don't let the um, the the fear of lack stop you from taking that leap that you need to take now that you are equipped spiritually mentally with all the things that you need to go to your next stage of um evolution this says that you're going to dominate it you're going to dominate it and it also kind of says to me that there's probably travel on the horizon as well and that's also what the car, uh, the world major arcana card usually signifies as well that there's travel coming up for you so then the fact that the two of wands is also at the end of the reading like they're you know topping it topping and tailing each other says that you're going to be traveling you're going to be moving about and whether I don't think it's a travel just mentally I think like physically some of you might actually be moving somewhere in order for this next stage of your life to take place um or yeah it might just be a mental shift that's happening like we see in the ace of swords that's also one of the cards that came up but I definitely think that travel is there and it reminds me of the alchemist where um the little shepherd boy um 
he had to travel all around only to come back home and for the very treasure that he was looking for to be where he started. You might find that you do um, have to go back home. If some of you are away right now, you probably do have to go back home because now you've grown in the way that you need to grow to be able to see your treasure where it truly is. Um, or some of you might have to leave home because the treasure even if it's at home, you still have to go and gain some experiences so you can make the most of it. So it could be read in a number of ways. And the Say Your Mind affirmation card that I pulled was, I am shining my eyes well, well to see all of my opportunities. When we focus solely on the few things that we specifically want, we may end up missing out on the multitude of things that could make our journey easier. Omar, shine your eyes and see your blessings. So th th it's funny that that's what I said right after saying that some of you have probably had to go away from home to then come back to see where your treasures are. And some of you may have to leave home to go and get these experiences so you appreciate the treasure that's there or you know how to utilize it better when you do come back to what you deem as home the opportunities sometimes are all around you but your eyes your eyes haven't focused to be able to see it so you might need a bit of distance to then be able to see what you need to do well um to do well and to do next so I'm going to shine your eye like everything is there waiting for you the opportunities are there waiting for you it's time for you to now see it because that level of growth is calling out to you in the Marcella Kroll deck the card that I pulled was the full moon number 29 and it says in the full moon um, a ceremony culmination or completion of a cycle in time there is magic here the full moon has the power to magnify your dreams it can also take away anything not in alignment with them be open to the magic and the wonders of all things meditate or perform a ritual on the full moon to draw more of her powerful feminine receptive energy into your life projects and rituals that's to me that's just um wonderful because again it's that idea of you um completing a cycle and I didn't even you know like I'm always saying I pull the cards just as I'm about to start the reading so I don't even have time to like really um over process them so I have to talk about it intuitively as it comes to me but I mentioned that it's um for a lot of you it's a completion of a cycle and that's what the full moon here is also um reiterating that you've leveled up congratulations clap for yourself you've you've really leveled up and it's a scary time you know they say um different level um new level new devils or something so that's not to say that you're not going to face challenges and um, have fearful moments on this next stage or in this next stage of your life but it's exactly where you're meant to be and you need to grow from it so start seeing all of the things so you don't spend as long in this stage as you spent in the last stage and for those who um probably will feel more fearful um, as this stage is kind of like um, opening up. We know that Mercury is in retrograde and there's lots of like fear mongering around like, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. Like just keep living your life as normal, please. And just pay attention to like, obviously if you're signing contracts or if you're communicating with people, you don't want the communication to be misread. So this is definitely a time from now until I think the 20th of November to be very aware of how you're messaging people, what you're tweeting or what you're putting out online. Just be very aware that it's what you mean to say um, and what you mean to convey. Uh, and that's pretty much it. That's that for the tarot this week. Let's move on then to share your magnificence. My first, my first share your magnificence this week goes out to, um, goes out to my baby girl, Hodan. Hodan, 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 my sis. Hodan is in the new season of Castle Rock on, um, I don't even, 
basically you're gonna have to use your you know all of your internet um why you know your your internet wiles your 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 know-how to be able to watch this because currently it's only showing in showing in america so yeah season one you can watch on amazon prime but we don't care about season one because she's not in it um but season two episode four our good sis hodan is in there if you don't know hodan she's um a, a journalist and a poet and just an amazing woman um amazing muslim wonderful wonderful queen and um yeah she happened to land land this role um because god had said that she was in the right place at the right time they were looking for a somali speaking um woman they were well, for a specific um, they were looking for a somali woman speaking a specific dialect and hodan just happened to have the gift and i can't wait to like watch it properly because the internet wiles that i have my my know-how isn't serving me as it should but big up yourself sis two slaps on your chest for being wonderful and you're an actor you're an actor look at that you're an actor I can't wait to see all the other bits that you do because surely more things must come in from now. But imagine Big Big Castle Rock as your first ever acting project. Sis hadn't acted before ever and that's her first acting project is Castle Rock. God is so good. I'm super, super excited, excited for you. Um, my next Share Your Magnificence goes out to Bissi Alimi Foundi Foundation. Um, they're in Lagos. It's a foundation started by... Um, um, the person I mentioned, Bissi Alimi, uh, and they had the Lagos Pride. The first ever Lagos Pride just happened. And I'm truly, truly, like, glad because how else are we going to be able to tackle homophobia that's rampant in um, Nigeria if not for that? If you can hear cue, um, cooing and noises, it's because my baby boy, Lev, is here right now. That's the only way I was going to record today, to get Lev up in the studio with me. Uh, and he's been wonderful. He's just been a baby boy. So, But he's obviously going to let you know his views on all of this stuff as well. So, um, yeah, so... It's wonderful, as far as I'm concerned, that we now have Lagos Pride. Hopefully I can be there for Lagos Pride 2020. But 2019, the first ever Lagos Pride, gay pride in London, in London, in Lagos. And I saw some really, really abysmal, really horrible comments that people were writing. You know, the typical ignorant people and the bullshit that they say. I saw a lot of that online. Um, you know, in the comment section when, you know, of people celebrating this. And I guess it's not going to change very much very soon. But the fact that the pride could happen in Lagos is a massive step forward. And every year I pray that it gets bigger and the the mindset of Nigerians just widens and they understand that um, they've been sold a specific brand of white supremacist Christianity that means that they shun anything that doesn't align with that. And um, and I hope that it changes. I pray that it changes. But really happy that this foundation organized the um, the first Lagos Pride. Big up yourselves, two slaps on your chest. Wonderful. So that's all the wonderful news. That's all the magnificence out of the way. Oh, actually, before I go on, this is just a friendly note. You know me. You know me. I'm just a gentle babe. I'm just a gentle babe, right? But this is just a friendly note that my podcast is not um, for your like little press releases and things like that. It's really not. One. Two, um, if you don't listen to the podcast, 
it's very evident when you send suggestions for things because you'd know that it doesn't fit in with anything that I do. So someone messaged the other day and was just like, oh, can you put this into such and such section? I was thinking, I don't have such a section. Well, I do have um, that section on my show. I guess it's technically called Share Your Magnificence. But it's the fact that you don't even know what it's called and you're like, oh, put this in there. With all due respect, fuck you. With all due respect, fuck you. If you don't listen, I, I just, yeah, keep your suggestions to yourself. Don't email me. And, and I always know whether they listen or not because they usually email the wrong fucking address. Um, they'll be sending it to the, the pole dance studio address or whatever instead of um, the SYM at kelechiokafor.com. So, yeah, like it's not here for you to be using anyhow. And that's probably why I won't engage with you on things that you're saying because it's it just it's just really annoying you know i've got i've got things to do if you're not genuinely engaged with what's happening on this podcast don't fucking send me shit i'm not interested um so that's that um you were moving mad and now we're going into so you mad as a segment we're going into so you mad so i wanted to talk about the home office because i could have easily again put them in the suck your mum section in straw of the week but i've put it in so you mad so the home office sent a letter of refusal to this jamaican man and for some reason they cited iraq when they were sending it so clearly they'd copy and pasted the refusal letters um and they're not even checking properly who they're sending it to that just goes to show you the nature the apathy that is shown to people um who are in this country when um, the home office is trying to deport them so it says here a home office cites iraq in copy and paste refusal letter to jamaican man o'neill warfall refused leave um was refused leave to remain for failing to show his life would be at risk in the country he's never visited a man caring for his terminally ill partner has been told he faces deportation from the uk to jamaica because the home office concluded that he failed to demonstrate that his life would be at risk in iraq well of course I can't demonstrate that my life would be at risk in Iraq because I don't live in Iraq. Like I've never lived in Iraq and Iraq's got nothing to do with me. I was talking to you about Jamaica. Pay attention. O'Neill Warfall, 49, who's never been to Iraq, received a refusal letter that appeared to indicate his case had been um, confused with someone else's. The government also said that it would not be unreasonable or unduly harsh to expect his British partner, 56-year-old Karen McQueen, to relocate to Jamaica with him. McQueen has a diagnosis of terminal cancer and is awaiting a transplant after kidney failure. In the letter rejecting Warfall's application, which his lawyer said provided clear evidence that the government copies and pastes letters and disregards individual submissions when reaching its conclusions, the Home Office says, you have claimed that you will be unlawfully killed on return to Iraq. You have not demonstrated that death is virtually certain. How else do you want me to demonstrate that? Even if I was going to Iraq, yeah, how else do you want me to demonstrate that death is is virtually certain how do you want me to do that do you want me to message them and say oh hey girls i plan to come back to iraq soon how are you feeling about that and for them to basically send me a video going try it bitch and they're holding machetes you know there's no how i can prove that to you but talk less of the fact that man um this man is a jamaican man and he's got nothing to do with iraq anyway it says here that um after being contacted by this newspaper, the Home Office has said that it's reconsidering its decision in light of further information. There's no further information. You got the initial information wrong. Like, there's no further. You can't say further when you didn't even do the first bit. Yeah, there's no further. 
Um, Warfall has been in the UK since 2002 and has been in a relationship with McQueen for three years. She's dependent on him for support with her serious health conditions, the couple say. In the letter, officials say they do not believe the couple's relationship is genuine because Warfall's name is not with McQueen's on the tenancy agreement. However, under the Home Office's so-called hostile environment rules, those without the right to reside in the UK have no right to rent property. So you see how they keep playing games with you. Like, it's a catch-22 situation. It's been set up. Theresa May and her wild self and all of the other government officials that were involved in this have set it up so there's no way you can win under the hostile environment um, policy. There's no way that you can win. So you need to prove that you can stay here. So your name should be on a tenancy agreement, but it's also against law for your name to be on a tenancy agreement if they haven't approved this. So either way, you're going to get got. Either way, they're going to catch your clerk. And that's the whole point of it. They want to frustrate you so much that you leave, that you go back to where you came from. And that's why I just think that it's all fucked up. But the fact that they're not even reading the individual cases, the fact that they're not even checking the individual cases and they're just copying and pasting just tells you a lot about how they see this whole situation. It's just like, get them all out. Get them all out of our country. Get them all out. That's literally what's happening. And I think that it's wild. So that was my first, so you mad. My second, so you mad, right? Again, it's government, but this time it's the MPs that all had all the vim to get together to write a letter of solidarity for Meghan Markle about um, the way that she's been treated by the press. So it says here, um, they all, well, this number of MPs, I think it was led by Holly Lynch, if I'm not mistaken. She was the one that said that, you know, everyone should, you know, write this letter, but it says, um, after 19 years, no, that's not, the one I'm like after 19 years in parliament that's not the one I wanted to read but um basically I think it was led by Holly Lynch and they the MPs have said to be putting aside their differences to express the solidarity that they're standing in with Megan because they've realized or they see that the um the way that the media have talked about her has colonial undertones now it's that colonial undertones thing that caught me because I was just like what do you mean colonial undertones as Paula Akpan said on Twitter are you talking about a Cabernet Sauvignon are you talking about wine that you're talking about colonial undertones colonial undertones to me just sounds like paint that you put on a wall like you go to B&Q and you're like you're right mate do you have some colonial undertones uh, I've, I've just finished plastering my walls I want to put on some colonial undertones that's literally it just sounds stupid just call the thing racist but I think also the reason that people are so scared to call things racist is because of um, defamation of character I think so is it defamation or libel one of them because how do you prove that someone is racist you know in this kind of racist structure how do you go about proving that something that somebody has done is racist because they'll just be like that's not what I intended that's not what I meant by it oh it's been misconstrued so then you just look mad for accusing people of racism and we know how upset white people get when you accuse them of being racist they don't care about what they did for you to accuse them of that they just care that you use the word in the first place so it's just all actually mad but I just think also wait so that means that you female MPs are capable of putting your differences aside. You're capable of putting your differences aside and getting together to stand in solidarity with a woman that's been treated terribly by the media and by, you know, trolls and, and, and just every man 
on this earth. You're able to get together for that reason. Why then couldn't you get together and show solidarity for Diane Abbott? When we know that Diane Abbott receives the most abuse out of all of the MPs combined, she receives the most abuse, right? When we are aware of this, you all turn a blind eye, but you could all get together to sign this um, letter. And even Diane Abbott signed it, which I just think, um, okay, sis, I, I understand why you did, but they didn't show you, they didn't have this energy for you. They didn't show you this level of vim when you were the one receiving all the abuse. They were all able to turn um, a blind eye. Even Jess Phillips, like I mentioned before, wasn't she the one that said that she told you to fuck off or whatever? But again, everyone can put their differences aside to stand with Megan. You're talking about colonial undertones, yeah, as, as to the reason that you're standing in solidarity with her. And as much as I do not approve of the way that the um, press or the media treat Megan, what does get me though is like, you're talking about colonial undertones. What about the very much colonial overtones of the monarchy? She made a choice. Nobody forced her. There was no gun to her head. She chose to marry a prince, right? She chose to marry this, um, this prince of the United Kingdom or whatever the fuck. She chose to marry him. She chose to marry into um, a colonialist family. She chose to marry into the commonwealth as it were what's the commonwealth if not the um all of the states previously colonized states that you do not want to let go of and you're still keeping us in your you know your iron fist as it were um it's just mad to me because those you can't marry into monarchy and be talking about colonial undertones like it's it's ridiculous is they they are the empire. They are literally the empire. She married into the empire, but you guys are talking about colonial undertones. Talk about racism, go for your life. But at the end of the day, my sympathy stops at a specific point when we start to convolute terms and we start to conflate terms. I feel bad for you, but I also remember that you chose to marry into this because also you didn't realize just how racist the UK actually is. You thought, oh, you know, it's going to be cute. You know, I'm going to be a princess or a duchess. I'm going to marry into this royal family it's like wow it's like every girl's fairy tale it can't be that bad and you even said when she did that documentary I didn't watch it but I remember uh, like seeing people tweet about the fact that she said oh her friend warned her when she was coming to Britain that babes the racism there is actually wild but she didn't think it was that bad because again people are comparing it to the very overt very um hyper aggressive racism that is seen in America and I also think that she wasn't of a very close proximity to black people um, I'm not speaking to uh, about her to, I'm not speaking so much into her identity because I don't know her personally, but it just seems like from the pictures I've seen of her in the past and everything, she seems to very much have been friends mainly with white people. So I don't think she really considered that the UK would come for her with this energy that they came for her with because she, I, I guess she didn't see herself um, in that way, even though her mum is very much a black woman. So when she gets here now and the racism that, um, Britain actually exported to America and America went and, you know, went wild with, she's now, you know, coming to terms with that. She's now seen how they actually move in this country and it's blowing her mind, but you chose to marry into this wildness. You chose to marry, um, into, um, rape, pillage, um, you know, colonization, basically that's what you chose to marry into. And as much as I can feel sorry for her as an individual, 
she made her choice. She made her choice. And so when you're now, all of you white and predominantly white MPs getting together talking about colonial undertones, you can all shut your fucking mouths and find a different term to use. And it's not colonial undertones that you can, that you want to use, use racism. But if you're going to use racism, remember that when Diane Abbott was getting all of that racist abuse, all of you were happy to stay silent. You were very, very happy to just stay quiet there and leave her to suffer. So that's all I wanted to say on that in terms of, so you mad, but, um, yeah, moving on to, I think straw of the week, unless I had someone else that I wanted to cuss out. Nope, nope, nope. Very much did not have somebody else that I wanted to cuss out. So let's move on to straw of the week, AKA suck your mum. Oh, wow. 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 So straw of the week goes out to the Dove Awards in America. So they're on their 50th um, award ceremony now. It's the 50th one. And basically Kirk Franklin is boycotting them because he won first in 2016. He won the Dove Awards, which is like, I think he described it as the Grammys of the gospel industry. So if you make gospel music, the Dove Awards are like, you know, it's like the Grammys or whatever. So it's exciting time. So he won in 2016 for, I think, Best Gospel Artist of the Year or maybe Gospel Award. I can't remember. So he won. And he, when he gave his speech at the award ceremony, he thanked everyone. But he basically said, as Christians, we all need to pay more attention to what's happening in America. Because he was saying that around this time was when Philando Castile was killed and um, Walter, I think, um, um someone else was killed as well. So he said, you know, we have to be aware of police brutality. We have to really use our our power as Christians to speak out against this because we can't continue to let this happen to um, black people. In the video that he made, he describes himself as a man of color. And I don't know why black people describe themselves as women of color or men of color when you could just say black the women of color men of color thing is applying to everybody else that's trying to jump on a wave it doesn't apply to you call yourself a black person because that's what you are but anyway he made this speech now um said everything that he needed to say um to this christian audience now when it went out on this um christian network i imagine when they televised the award ceremony tbn i think that they're called they'd cut out that part of his speech when he was speaking about um the police brutality and saying what he thinks that christians need to do to combat this they cut that out he wrote to the dove awards and i think that they apologized or something but the actual tv network stayed quiet they didn't say anything cut to 2019 he's now won the award again he's now given another speech he's given another speech um and again speaking about police brutality um again speaking about um Tatiana Jefferson who was killed by police and she was killed by police in front of her eight-year-old nephew he was there um, and he saw the whole thing so he's speaking about this and again when it's televised TBN or whoever they're called they've cut his that's that specific part of his speech they've cut it out again so at this point, we know that you're doing it intentionally. So that's why Kirk Franklin jumped on, jumped, jumped upon the internet and was just like, Seagull, what you're not going to do is continue cutting my fucking speeches when I'm talking about social injustice. So it says here, Kirk Franklin, um, 
recently took home the Gospel Artist of the Year Award during the 50th Annual Dove Awards. And while Kirk was accepting his award, he made comments about the recent killing of a Tatiana Jefferson and asked for prayers for her eight-year-old nephew who witnessed her murder at the hands of a police officer. Unfortunately and conveniently, the comments were cut during the broadcast of the awards show and now um, a perturbed Kirk Franklin is taking action. Billboard is also reporting that Kirk uh, won this award three years in a row and previously discussed racial injustice in a speech that was also edited from the TBN telecast. Um, the statement from the Gospel Music Association president um, issuing an apology and claiming that the censorship was unintentional uh, has been posted. She also added that the unedited version uh, is available of Kirk's speech uh, on the on-demand platform. So wait, I have to pay to hear him talk about social injustice. So you've put it behind a paywall when the whole point of it is that we want everyone to be able to talk about it. Otherwise you've limited the audience that would know that this is a conversation that needs to be had. Um, they said, and this is what they sent as, this is what the TV network said. They said, due to our broadcast window, we had to significantly edit the Dove telecast to two hours, which aired on Sunday, October 20th. In light of this, we understand that many were disappointed because there were so many memorable moments and noteworthy portions of acceptance speeches that were absent. Specifically, we were made aware of troubling concerns regarding the edit of Kirk Franklin's acceptance speech. At the request of the um, of Kirk's team, we held our response regarding those concerns until we were able to speak with Kirk privately, apologise directly and discuss resolutions to rectify this unfortunate issue. With that said, we would like to publicly acknowledge that we are deeply apologetic for the missteps that happened relating to the editing of Kirk Franklin's Dove Awards acceptance speech. We accept the responsibility for our error. Although um, completely unintentional, we understand it caused great harm and deeply wounded many in the African-American and gospel community. As well, um, as well, it left the general perception that we are not concerned with the key social issues that affect people of colour. It is not our intent to disregard or silence any of our artists and we are deeply saddened by this perception and are committed to change this. This is written by a white person, yeah? This is written by a white person and I'll tell you why. The main thing is this bit where it says we are deeply saddened by this perception. When white people write apology letters about racism, they always flip it back on themselves as they are the wounded party. We are saddened by this perception. Why are you saddened by the perception? That is the perception that you gave because when he won the award in 2016, you cut his speech and you didn't even get back to him. You aired him. When he asked you to, to fix it, to rectify it, asked you what the hell happened, you aired him. You ignored the fuck out of him. Now you did it in 2019 where social media is thriving and he's got enough of a platform that he can make noise and shake your table suddenly is this is when you're now responding and going oh we're really sorry that we cut out this bit it wasn't intentional well it must be intentional because you've done it before you've done it before and it was brought to your attention if you didn't bring it to your attention in 2016 I can understand why you were saying oh you didn't realize that you'd done something wrong you knew you did something wrong in 2016 you did it again in 2019 now you're talking about oh we're saddened by the perception the perception is that you're pussy class and the perception is that you can suck your fucking mothers through a dove colored straw yeah it doesn't have to even be red and white you can find one off-white ting, one cream ting and suck your mum through that you dickhead and again I really like that um, I think it was um, Adina, I've forgotten his name, but there was someone that spoke out about this and he was basically like the kind of, the brand of um, 
Christianity that these type of awards are willing to support is one that supports white supremacist patriarchy. Of course, they'll have a problem with you calling out social injustice that disproportionately targets black people because the brand of Christianity that they like, the whole point of it was the oppression of black people. And that's why that same kind of Christianity will support Kanye West and his Jesus is King album that I freaking re- um, refuse to listen to. And I don't even know why that tweet of mine went viral. I think it's currently on like 154,000 likes or something. And I'm on like 7 million impressions all for the fact that I um, retweeted Donald Trump Jr. who was talking about, oh, Kanye is a pioneer um, in making this sort of music. This is wonderful. Jesus would be so proud. And I was just like, just on this endorsement alone, I will never listen to that album. Of course, the, um, the award shows like this may be everyone. There are certain white supremacists, yeah, are more likely to support Kanye because the brand of Christianity that he is uplifting, that he is worshiping and and promoting and celebrating, is the type that denigrates black people. He's here wearing his "Make America Great Again" hat. He's there supporting Trump. So, of course, you know he he will be embraced. He will be embraced and loved by these people, by this section of society. But they're the same ones that will cut and edit um, speeches made by Kirk Franklin because it's just like, no, 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 no. You're saying too much. You're doing too much because this is not what any of this is about. And it's just, it's really, really sad. I think, oh, here it is. It's Alex Medina. Alex Medina says, I've won four Dove Awards as a producer. After Mike Brown, I began to see that the Christian music industry was an apparatus um, propped up by whiteness and nationalism. That's when I started to transition out of that world. The racism ran too deep. Glad to see Kirk Franklin speaking out. He then went on to say, I spent a lot of energy trying to change things from within, but educating white middle-class Christians about their racism and waking up black brown ones was not how I wanted to spend my time. That space will be what it's always been. Some want to carry that burden, but not I. This is why Kanye can step so easily into this space. His embrace of Trump and his current interaction iteration of christianity shaped by white evangelism um fits like a hand in a glove they'll never push back on on his uh, make america great again love he'll probably be nominated for dove and that's it that's it like they will support him the 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 the, the white christians the white middle-class christians they love kanye west right now especially after he put out that album oh yes they love him he is literally the good negro is he not the one that said oh um, if the slave tra- slave ships ever come, slave nets ever come again, well, how about we don't stand in the same places next time? Shut up, you dickhead! When you're the one that's showing them where to throw the nets in the first place, you prick! Like, I, I try to reserve judgment for Kanye because I know that I have a feeling that he's not very well. But again, I can't go around diagnosing people, and and I think that sometimes that's not enough. Like. We don't want to conflate um, mental illnesses with people just being egotistical dickheads and, and narcissistic dickheads. And that's what he strikes me as. It's hard to kind of be able to decipher where the line is in his behavior. So, yeah, I'm glad that Kirk Franklin spoke out. And, and I think that it's important for us to remember, especially as black people who live in the UK, the general elections are happening in December. Yeah. <sighs> 
if Boris Johnson comes to your church, your black church, yeah, if Boris Johnson comes to your church, that your pastor allows for Boris Johnson to come to your church, I want you to slap your pastor. I want you to get up from wherever you are and go and give your pastor the biggest, almightiest, Holy Spirit induced backhand because I'm tired of the Tories and just generally politicians trying to use church as a way of reeling in black support. It happens across the world. We see it happen whenever you watch movies in America and how these white politicians will uh, try and get the black vote by speaking to one prominent black church leader. And that's what they're doing over here. We're not dumb. We're not dickheads. We're not mugs. We're not muggles. We're not idiots. Yeah. Do If I swear, set all I want for you to do, yeah, send me a screenshot of you slapping your pastor. As you're walking up to your pastor to give him a dirty slap, yeah, send it to me. If anyhow, Boris Johnson or any of them man step into your church to come and speak to you and tell you what they plan to do for your for your economy and for your community. Because have they done anything so far? No, Boris Johnson hates black people. Boris Johnson, not even sound like Kanye West. George Bush hates black people. Boris Johnson hates black people with all of his heart yeah, do not let him step into your church, when you're voting, vote with sense, I mean, I don't hold out much hope, because I know that this general country is mad, like, just because you're on Twitter, and you see everyone seeming positive, and like, oh, they're gonna vote for this, they're gonna vote for that, understand that Twitter is only a small bubble, it's only a small, like, a select group of people, although it has millions of users, or whatever, it's still a select group of people, it doesn't represent the, the community, or the, the society at large, rather, so you'll be surprised who people are gonna go and vote for again, even though that they've, they, their nyash has been torn open by the Tory government, their racism, they, they have more allegiance to their racism than their personal well-being and they will go and vote against their best interest again white women that now listen to this podcast and you're talking about i want to be better this is your chance to be better go and vote like you have some fucking sense and if you see boris johnson trying to walk into a black church i just want you to do one kick into his spine and send him on his merry way that's all i ask of you so that's that for this week's episode but before i go um Lev, do you want to say hello to everybody? Lev's coming to say hello to you all. Exclusive. This is exclusive, only for people who listen to the podcast. You're now going to hear Lev. Lev, say some words. Say hi to the people then. Can you hear breathing? That's Lev. You're not going to talk to them, but you've been making noise all the time that I've been recording this podcast. Oh, you got an uh, you got an uh from him. That's it. Thank you, Lev, for coming my first proper proper guest in this in this 2019 is my baby Lev my baby boy anyway that's it for this week's episode of SYM officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mum remember to send me your letters on sym at kalechiyaka4.com um remember that the tickets for the live show are now up for sale so you can go and get them and um follow me on at kalechnikov or at um say your mind pod i have been kalechnikov i've been a baby girl and i guess i'll catch you on the other side peace it's the Benz Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.